0: When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Map Action show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Making money. Okay. It's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record. You've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest in your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. This episode of the Wedgecast is a special feature of one of my favorite beers from big lake brewery. Snow machine is one of their most recent releases for an IPA. And let me tell you, it is hands down. One of my favorite IPAs that they have released and quite frankly, one of my favorite IPAs of all time. So if you haven't had it yet, go check it out. Big lake brewery, 7th street in Holland, Michigan. It's a fantastic group and even better people. Um, check out their beer. So for those of you who are new, haven't heard us before, my name is Matt Baxter. I am the CEO and founder of Wedge, and this is the Wedgecast. On this episode, I am sitting with Carrie McCarthy. She is the Director of Talent Solutions at Disher in Zeeland, Michigan. Disher is an incredibly well-recognized organization in West Michigan that does um, engineering and design, and they have not only created a great reputation in that world, but also they've created their own talent solution group. So Carrie and I have gotten to know each other a little bit back and forth, just both being in the West Michigan talent area in general, and this is actually one of our first times really diving into the conversation about culture, which I've actually just learned a ton from her about, and it's a fun conversation, and it's been really fun to watch them build uh, not only help staff for their own, their own company, but also they help staff for their clients as well, too. And I think it's a model that should be heavily looked at and studied to uh, potentially bring to other organizations as well, too. So I'm um, stoked for this episode, stoked for the listeners, and I'm excited for the show. So without further ado... sitting here with Carrie McCarthy. She oversees the talent solutions at Disher here in Zeeland, Michigan. So we're excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. Cool. So can you
0: give the audience just a little bit of a background about Disher and what you guys are doing specifically in the talent department? Because it's not just a, hey, hire for your company. It's a lot more than that. Can you dive in a little bit to that?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah? Um, We at Disher, you know, I lead the group that uh, does all of the talent attraction for our engineering group internally, and then we also do external recruiting for our customers. Our sweet spot is really around the engineering, technical space, product development, engineering quality, manufacturing space. So that's really our sweet spot.
0: So help me understand a little bit. So obviously you're doing internal recruiting, talent acquisition for your own team. But then you also go out to your customers and then help them fire, find yeah. talent as
1: well too. Yeah. And you guys are the best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, what we found was um, our consultants um, are not eligible for hire. Yeah. You know, so um, one of the things we, that we wanted to do was really keep and, and retain our talent. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have some great engineers, and so our customers kept wanting to hire our engineers. So um, instead of offering up the engineers that we have hired for the kind of work we do, yeah. we started to say, "How about if we help you hire for the engineers that you need?" Man, um, and it's not like it's one of those things where um, we keep the best. Sure. Um, because I think everybody fits a specific culture. Yeah. And so it's the the people that would fit the disher culture wouldn't necessarily fit our customer's culture. So sure. So it's just been the best of all the world.
0: That's awesome. So how long ago did you start that model of saying, hey, let's start helping our client staff? Is that pretty recent or is that around for some time? we have been
1: doing it for seven years okay. and we started doing it really just as a way to kind of cover internal costs. and. When we realized how much value we could bring our customers yeah. um, from a cost perspective and from the talent that we've been able to produce and um, attract for our customers, um, it just, it's been, yeah, you know, it makes a lot of bringing, sense. Um, business cross country, yeah. so it's pretty
0: cool. Man, that's so cool. So, okay, so if you guys have been doing basically helping your clients, Find talent. Plus, your organization's been around for some time, so. 18,
1: 19, yeah, 19
0: years. So, what have, what have you seen in the last six months, per se? So, obviously, this is a unique talent market. For those of you listening outside of West Michigan, what's the unemployment? Like, sub so, 2%. Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah. so what do you see and- Yeah, which is just.
1: <laughs> yeah, and again, because our our sweet spot is within the technical realm you know software engineering electrical engineering so hardware engineering market. is booming right now yeah so there's this a uh, lot of organizations that are either transitioning from the mechanical world to mechatronics to the electrical world so there's a big demand for that kind of talent yeah um, you know a lot of organizations in the area machine design um, controls engineers big big, big, big and automation. Is a big Um, big growing areas, so those are some areas that are, um, you know, the talent is just hard to come by.
0: Yeah, so let's see. So then when you got, is there different trends that you're seeing when you're looking to hire internally versus when you're looking to hire for your customers as well too, or would you say it's pretty much pretty similar between both?
1: I think it's really similar between both. I mean, I think... The thing with, in my opinion, from a from attracting talent perspective is that um, we're always attracting um, talent that should be right for our organization. Mm -hmm. So, we have a model that's built around and we use it internally for our uh, organization as well. We have a model where we look at a full year that you're looking for an employee. So, we're not just looking at that one day that you're (laughs) going to start an employee. Yeah bring them in and you want them to you know that no job right away hit the ground running running." Um, we believe that somebody can come in but there's always that ramp up period sure and if you can look at an individual and say okay this is what my expectations of them are day one this is what my expectations are month one quarter one quarter two year one yeah and develop onboarding around that develop one on ones around that growth opportunities for them around that and the question around that, um, we've seen that be great retention. Sure. Um, well, this is a
0: cheap cheap plug for you guys then. But even listening to you, you say that it, it seems like an attractive place to work because it's not just hey, I immediately need to step in and start doing the job. Which yeah, there's some value in that, but. I know I'm stepping into an organization that's ultimately going to develop me as a person, even if I don't stay there for a lifetime, but, I mean, you feel valued as an employee stepping into that.
1: Exactly, which is pretty interesting that you even said that, you know, in terms of the lifetime, piece, Mm -hmm. we've recently, uh, I'll say recently over the last two years, um, really taken the attitude that everybody that works for us, our, our mission is around making a positive difference. One of the things that has been really key for us is that we know that there are going to be individuals that may move on yeah you know and so for us um as much as we dislike that yeah um they're our alumni and they've gone on to be great customers they've gone on to be great representatives you and i were talking about yeah. one of those and that we keep connections with they're just amazing advocates for right. the disher brand um we, that doesn't go away. Right. So alumni has been a big theme for us. Um, you know, we treat you treat people well, you know, you've got a great culture. People remember that.
0: Yeah. So I wanna I wanna touch on culture, but I wanna question first before we dive into that. So you obviously know a ton about how to make an employee feel valued and put them through a process that ultimately, no matter what, whether it's with you guys or not, they're going to stick around for some time and value the company. So whether that's six months a year, 10 years, or 20, you know, whatever that might be. So, what would you do if you were going to apply uh, applying for a job now? Or what would you do differently than what you've done previously? I mean, do you, is that like, yeah, what, how? How would you go about the whole process of applying for jobs?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting um, because I knew this was one of our questions that we were going to address. Yeah. There was nothing I would do differently than anything. I would yes. I've, been at, I've been at district for 11 years. Yeah. Um, the job I was at before that, I was there for 10 years. Um, And I would not do anything differently in the fact that the last four jobs that I've gotten have been through either referrals yeah. or networking. So it's... You know having great relationships um doing great work so yeah. that people want to refer you right um and so i mean if you're just if, you know if you uh do good work and um you're relational you know the, the jobs are there yeah so uh, it's one of the things i talk to i talked to a lot of people who are in the job search mode and it's one of the things i just always thought, okay Start meeting with
0: everybody you know. Right, just sit okay. down with people, go talk to people.
1: Don't yeah, a job. <laughs> yeah, just go talk. <laughs> just go talk yeah. and say, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for." Yeah, you know, do some research. Find out those organizations that you want to work for. Right. Do your research on Glassdoor. Well, I mean, look for those organizations that have the cool culture that you want to work in. Yeah. And then start start trying to connect with people. You know, just reach out to people
0: so uh, you, you went to Grand Valley right hey. yeah so I think that's a I think that's great advice for any Grand Valley student out there any, any student out there quite frankly is get out there meet people go talk to people yeah so do you um, let's see here so on that note talent is hard to come by in quote-unquote unemployments at a very low pace but if there are still some people who are struggling to find jobs, and whether you're a recent grad, you got student loans and mom and dad are trying to kick you out of the house and tell you to go on your own or, you know, whatever that scenario looks like, do you have any advice, I guess? And I, you touched on it a little bit, I think, probably. But do you have any advice for what that, you know, what that person who's just kind of in a slump can do and how, how to step out and feel some confidence?
1: Yeah. I, um, what's interesting, I think sometimes you have to stop and look inside yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Which is kind of scary, right? Because sometimes, you know, what we don't do is we just don't listen. Yeah. So sometimes we just need, you know, if we're in the interview process or we're getting in front of someone, it's just listening to what they have to say and then answering the question that they ask. Right. Is really valuable. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think there are a lot of individuals that are college students or uh, that maybe didn't get an internship, Mm -hmm. didn't try to get practical, some sort of practical experience during their college career that is invaluable. Yeah. So, um, you know, whether it's in your second year, you know, between your freshman and sophomore year, you, you know, start making that. You got a daughter as a freshman, right? So this is a cheap plug for her <laughs> She doesn't have a chance in life. I'll, she has a lot of chances, but, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's getting out there, and yeah. again, you know, okay. This is what you're majoring, And then try to get you, position yourself into those spaces. Yeah. And the sooner you can test the water on those spaces, the better off you're going to be because then right. maybe you've got a time to transition to a different space. But I think that's one of the things being not being afraid to go in and just try something. Sure. You know, and it, it may mean just go do it. Just try it. Yeah. Just try it. And then meet as many people as you can. That's true.
0: One, one of the things somebody gave me advice a, a long time ago. I mean, I think it was my freshman year at home. If you can meet as many people as you as many possible people as you can. So one of the rules that I just established and haven't stopped doing was twice a week I wanna sit down with somebody new. And so I basically have done that since then. And it's amazing the network that you keep building. Fortunately we have a startup, so sometimes I have something specific to yeah. talk about, but it's, it's amazing, especially when you ask somebody for help, too. Hey, I'm a little lost. Can you introduce me to this person? What do I need to I mean, especially in this area, people are willing to introduce you, and, and you'll find whatever you need. It's yeah. unbelievable.
1: And then on the other side of that, too, I think there's value in then before you even leave that meeting with that person, going, okay, what can I do to help you?
0: Exactly. And offering awesome. that
1: right back. Offering right back. Yeah. You know, so so then it's this reciprocal. Because maybe they can offer you what you need that day. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe there's something that you can offer them. That.
0: That's such a good point. I, I also get probably one of the best feelings of, like, I can make a connection to somebody else. That's such a good feeling. Which I, I, you can probably feel every day. Oh, that's
1: awesome. They, that is one of the coolest parts of uh, the team that I work with. They find, I mean, we find great joy. And finding people worse. I mean, we have. I mean, what better job is there? Getting getting somebody
0: paired with something that they're going to do day in and day out and actually <laughs> enjoy it. Meaningful work. Yeah. I
1: mean, some <laughs>
0: <I mean>, us <laughs> That's that's fantastic. So let's talk culture a little bit. So you guys, uh, you guys run basically. You basically create your own internal recruiting team. Maybe not the best terminology, but you help recruit for your clients as well, plus in, in, internally as well. So when you're maybe interviewing, what? sort of culture are you looking for and maybe what um how do you find culture right because that's an interesting trick because there's some soft skills there there's some is this person going to fit sometimes it might take you six months mm-hmm. to figure that out so how do you guys look for that and how have you built that yeah. successfully
1: so i wouldn't say it's a simple yeah, process
0: not a quick test no <laughs> not a quick <good laughs> test
1: um we do phone screens where we ask Okay. Again, our mission is to make positive difference. How many things that you've done to make a positive difference? Yeah. It can be small things, but the idea that they do that is mm-hmm. one thing. Um, and then, uh, then if they sort of pass that test or that phone screen based on skills and um, you know their attitude in that phone call, yeah. they have time. Yeah. Have they been responsive? We'll bring them for a face to face, or we usually will do a technical interview and then um, but all along the way we're testing for, okay, what's their positive attitude? What's their attitude? How are they responding? How do they treat the receptionist? When we took them on a tour, how did they respond when they saw our mission Yeah. How did they respond when we talked about our values? Which value stands out to you? Mm. Um, So we're asking those kind of questions along the way and um, it could be two, three interviews before we actually will make a decision.
0: So okay, so then, what would be something maybe three months from a hire, six months from a hire? Say say the first year. When you talk, you talk about kind of a year lifespan, looking outward than that. How do you continuously develop that culture in that person? Because I think there's in this not I'm not pointing out any particular company, but I think there's a lot of companies that emphasize hiring for culture, but then the development afterwards stops. And so, how have you guys sort of pushed forward that culture and, and continuously developing? The people on the team around
1: that. Yeah. So, one of the things that we talk about a lot, um, in when we talk about culture, and we do actually do culture tours. Yeah. So we have companies come in and it's our office. So, we not a bad office, by the way. It's, it's, pretty, sure.
0: it's pretty cool. Yeah. So,
1: 90 minute free culture tours. Cool. Yeah. But when we, one of the things that we talk about the most is rhythms. Yeah. You have to have specific rhythms around what you do. So, for us, when we talk about an individual, they get a coach, yep. so we don't really talk to bosses. So, like
0: mentorship coaching, yeah. So, you, yes. have a, you have a
1: coach that's going to help you grow, yeah. Um, you have one on ones with that coach a minimum once a month. So, you're meeting, you're sitting down with them, you're talking about, okay, well, what are your goals, where do you want to go, what are yeah. your projects, what are you struggling with. Um, stewardship is a big deal for us. So, how are you giving back to the community, what are you doing, yeah. Um, and then just the last thing is, okay, what is it you're struggling with, yeah, What's that deep thought that you've got, huh? Um, so that. Happens every mm-hmm. single
0: month. Jeez.
1: And for that, talk about waiting for
0: people to buy in, right. both on the mentor side and the mentee side, coach and right. being coach side.
1: I also think on that onboarding side, that first day can be a make or break right for an individual. Mm. So if you walk into an organization and your desk is ready. There's some great welcome package yeah, yeah. Or maybe even a welcome package. We send all of the welcome materials even before they come mm. on their first day. They know what they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna do on yeah. their first day. Um and then, you know, that kind of starts the path off, right? Um, I remember six seven days longer ago than that, we started a new grad and we had him put together his own desk and I was like, okay, this will just work.
0: <laughs> tough start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you know, we've, we've evolved. Yeah, we've evolved. But um, yeah, so I think that's a good part. So it starts absolutely day one, and then you know, setting up those rhythms along the way. Awesome. That individual.
0: Well, Carrie, thanks so much for being on the show. Is thanks there anything else you want to add, or anything you no. want to cheap plug for Dish, or anything like that? I think
1: <laughs> I got a
0: lot of cheap plugs. <laughs> there you go. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Look forward to it, Erin.
1: Okay. Thank cool. you. Yeah, so